You're listening to Straight Talk and Randomness with a Pro. Welcome to episode 20 of Straight Talk and Randomness. This episode is all about the unexpected. Literally finished praying um, with Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey. Before we got on, it's been a journey and... I'm going to try not to, to cry if I do. Hey, it is what it is. Um, this has been an unexpected turn within the year 2021. Month of July just really hit me like a ton of bricks. So I know it's been a minute since my listeners, since you all have heard from me. Um, my last podcast, I don't even recall. When was it? June, July? July. It was July. Actually, I got the news. One of the most important people in my life passed away unexpectedly. And you've you've heard his voice before on this podcast, some three episodes that we did together. Um, Jay, my ex-boyfriend, which he hated when I would call him that because we did not have a bad breakup. We had such a unique relationship with each other. This podcast is going to be about him and the journey that I've been through in the last few months, um, the ups and downs and really pushing my way through. So initially, Jay and I were supposed to have a conversation. His idea to interview me, (laughs) to have my listeners, I guess, kind of get to know me better and for him to ask personal questions. God, I can just only imagine what those questions would have been. Just, you know, kind of nervous, but not nervous because we know each other so well, but it's just the fact of being vulnerable to my listeners. I can only imagine what that conversation would have been like. Unfortunately, we didn't get to that. Um, I am grateful for the last podcast that he and I did um, for Father's Day. Here's a snippet of episode 18. Finish this for me. Someday I'll tell my children that I was the greatest basketball player <laughs> to live. <laughs> Someday I will tell my children that they were the best thing in me. My children motivate me to get out of the bed every day. They motivate me to be the best person I can be. Uh, It's funny the way my life trajectory has gone. Um, You know, most people, they have a dream about what they want to do, what they want to be. And for the most part, you have to work a certain amount of time to get to whether it's a corporate job or owning your own business or, you know, traveling the world. Like most times you have to put in some work and gotta you know and you know usually you get your your bins when you 40 50 years old after you right. save some money and so for me i lived my dream in the beginning of my adulthood my dream was to play professional basketball i wanted to do that more than anything in the world and god blessed me to travel the world and to live out that dream for 13 years so now that i've lived that dream i didn't have another dream <laughs> so <laughs> The rest of my life is basically dedicated to my children. Just talking about fatherhood. I'm just talking about him as a person. Jen is going to be kind of interviewing me. We're going to just have an open conversation. I want to say thank you. Those that have actually reached out to me, which is shocking because I didn't think people really listened to me. I just did this podcast um, just to get over a fear of starting and and going into something that I wanted to do. I just pretty much started out with what I had at the time and just kind of taught myself along the way. And you can, I'm sure you can hear that from podcast one to now, like the growth and me just learning just about myself. So yeah, I've just been going with the flow, just the reality of everything. So we're just going to have an open conversation. Um, I, I do want to say this um that um, i'm honored 
I am. And just how you ended that piece in regards to him wanting to do this mm -hmm. is huge for me um, to be able to play a part in fulfilling something that he set in motion. Mm -hmm. So um, especially now knowing his life, uh, a bit of his life, let me say that, mm -hmm. a bit of his life and a bit, a bit of his legacy. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that I'm honored and I'm honored that you would allow me to play a part in this and be a part of um, honestly just making history. Mm -hmm. I was put it that way because even with the last podcast, with the Fatherhood Podcast, that was making history for him mm -hmm. and for his family. And so I'm just grateful that, you know, that to your obedience and that you allow me to play a part. And so I'm, I thank God for that. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you. Just the fact of you bringing that up, um, how that whole conversation came about, asking him to come on. Of course, anything that I would ask Jaden to do, he's like, when, what time, <laughs> let me know. I'll right. be there. That's just the type of relationship that we had. I initially reached out to um, a friend of mine that's an actor and he's a father. And we went back and forth trying to, I guess, figure out his schedule and I didn't hear back from him. And so it was almost as if it happened the way, well, it did happen the way that it was supposed to happen. Um, because when I didn't hear back, um, I was like, okay, so who can I get to come on? And we talk about, you know, fathers, because most times Father's Day, fathers are forgotten. So it's mostly like a Mother's Day, take, it trumps Father's Day. And so I thought of my brother and I was like, no, I really want someone that's going to be just really all the way open and just the conversation not be commercialized, if you will, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I reached out to Jay and I said, Jay, um, want to talk about Father's Day? He was like, of course, like, just let me know when. I'm on your schedule, basically. And so I said, so what about this day we can do that? He said, yeah, just let me know. Hit me up. And that was it. Whatever I would ask him, it was never, he would jokingly say, I've never told you no ever in life. Like since I've known you, since we've known each other. I said, that is a lie. <laughs> like yeah. you told me no before. He said, Delia. And this was one of our most, most current recent conversations before his sudden passing. But we had this conversation, of course, offline. It's like, when have I ever told you no? And it took a minute like I had to think. He said, see there, you can't even tell me. When, when did I tell you no? I said, yes, you have. But now that I think about some of the things that he did tell me no in, in some situations, but it wasn't to the point where it broke the right. friendship or relationship that we had with each other. So he was always open to anything that I wanted to do in life. Just so supportive. You don't get that. You don't get that. And a, a lot of people may not be as fortunate to have a friendship outside of having a relationship with someone that they once dated. We dated for two years. Wow. Um, and at that time, I met him. As I mentioned before in a, um, another podcast, he had a three-month-old daughter, Aaliyah, you know, at the time. And we he he spoke of, of Aaliyah. I met him. She was three months. And how we met was funny too. Like the, the extended story behind what he briefly told in another podcast. But uh, we met. We both went our separate ways because at that time, music was like the big thing in my life. Most important thing to me. And of course, basketball has always been the most important thing to him. And so we were just in a different point in our lives. Did it hurt? Yeah. Because I was like in love with him. 
you can tell me nothing about Jay, you know, but he was just everything to me, my, my best friend. And he continued to be my best friend even after we split. So after that time, over the years, we developed the relationship and friendship that we had. And what, 15 years later, and still a part of each other's lives and not really knowing the full scope of like, why am I still here? You know, we've gone through relationships. We've helped each other do things. He'll call me if he's dating someone and vice versa. I will call him if I'm dating someone and ask questions or he'll give me the 411 behind why guys do the stupid things that they do. Because <laughs> he would often apologize like, Delia, I'm so sorry that you know, but I was young and dumb, but I know better now. Da 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 da. So yeah, yeah. so that's he was yeah, everything. Special. Yeah, just a special <laughs> person. Yeah, in my life. And I think that's what captivated me. Um, after because again, I never, I never met him personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but even after hearing about him, after his transition and God allowed me to walk through this with you. Yeah. It, it, it's like what God allowed him to pour mm-hmm. or what God allowed him to be. Mm-hmm. They do exist, mm-hmm. right? Um, so even in the podcast that you allowed me to listen to, the Fatherhood podcast, that was one of the things that stuck out for mm-hmm. me because I think you asked a question. You said um, you asked a question of Jay during that podcast. You said, um, "So I think it was in in, in relation to dreams, mm-hmm. and um, do you think you fulfilled your dream, mm-hmm. or do you, you know, I have. I, God has allowed me to fulfill a dream, and I don't think I thought anything past that. And that mm-hmm. speaks to um, the breakup, mm-hmm. um, or you, you guys, as part of ways because I don't think you ever broke up. <laughs> That's just my." <laughs> <laughs> That's just Jen's philosophy. When a lot of other people say that, <laughs> that know us, yeah, yeah, it's like I just. I don't think so. Um, I think it was much deeper than uh, than just from a natural perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that I think um, I fulfilled that dream, but God gave me something additional. Yeah. So now I can serve. Mm-hmm. And so what he was able to be and do for his children, mm-hmm. as well as for you, yeah. and still being present, it was it was it was uh, to witness that. And again, that has truly blessed my life. Yeah. And I have never met him. So to be able to get that from a person mm-hmm. is huge, and that can only be a God thing, right? You know. Yeah. So I can only imagine where the 15 years came from (laughs) and how that's possible you asked the question where did that come from and i I can see how it's possible and i still ask myself that question like only god would know yes um because i'm cool with most of my exes except one rule he's we're not going to talk to him yeah but i have i can i have um relationships to where i can call their moms or i see them like hey how you doing and it's genuine one of my ex-boyfriends his mom his mom's a pastor and she's my godmom. i call her she'll call and see how i'm doing still to this day um if there's anything that i need she's there um she's more like a mom um than anything but you know over time i've dated and at some point it was kind of hard to kind of pull away from that because not a lot of guys would understand that. But mm-hmm. I do like the fact that I was able to introduce Jay to her. Yeah. And when I did that, Jay was like, so this your ex-boyfriend's mom that you're <laughs> introducing me to? I said, yeah, it's going to make a whole lot of more sense later once you meet her. And so when she met him, she was like, oh, this is the guy that I've been hearing about. This is the one, you know, and she remembered him. So when I went home for his home going, I went by to see her just, you know, just broken and just so hurt. And I know that I could go to someone, just a mother figure to me, um, someone that would listen from a different perspective that I can have a conversation with. And the fact that she actually met him, she was able to, you know, sympathize in a way that she 
felt what I felt to know how how it is to love someone and to be in a relationship because years prior to that she had lost her husband um and she put me down to sing but just so happened she didn't know I don't really do funerals like that honestly mm. um but I just so happened to be sick that weekend but I showed up for the funeral so I couldn't really I couldn't speak like I couldn't do anything my voice was completely just gone but that just the fact that she thought of me in that way yeah. um but I was there when her husband was really sick I went to visit and um Members of the uh, church members came over and took communion with him at home in, in the room. And she said, well, will you sing a song for me? We're all cramped up in the room, in the, in his bedroom. Mm. And he's taking communion after she's, you know, said her words. And I sung a song. So in her eyes, it was only fitting for me to sing at his funeral for his homegoing. But that's just how close we are. And I haven't dated her son, oh my God, in years. Um, but it's just the the connection that I've had yeah. with, like I said, most of the guys I've dated, their moms are like amazing, um, good women. And even with Jay's family, with me hearing of his passing, a way I know I remember calling you later on that night mm-hmm. after I kind of thought I got myself together. There is no way I could have just completely done that. Um, to call and check on his family, um, his mom and his grandma. His grandma was happy to hear from me. His mom's like, oh my God, where have you been, girl? You know, it's been a minute. And his daughter, Aaliyah, she was, when we broke up, she was what two, I think, but I was still kind of around, so it was like three ish. Um, where he would even call, like, Hey, can you come and do her hair when he would keep her sometimes? So, like, Yeah, Jay, I can come and comb her hair, of course. I don't want the baby walking around looking crazy by the hair, so he'll <laughs> say, I'm gonna pick up Aaliyah, can you come and you know do her hair for me? His daughter reached out to me and said, Hey, this is I know who you are, Aaliyah, I knew you before you knew you, you know, basically. <laughs> and so, just to have that relationship with her, um, for her yeah. to be able to reach out to me because I can relate. I lost my mom and my brother. So just to talk with her through all that she's going through. and It's been a challenge. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And that was going to be the a question that I, that I okay. asked. Like, how are you yeah. um, with losing your mom and with losing your brother? And now, um, how are you able to cope with your faith and able to cope mentally? Not necessarily able to, but how are you? Well, I mean, it's a day-to-day journey. I never imagined in, in a gazillion years, just like when I lost, unexpectedly lost my brother. I didn't know that that was the last time I saw him um, in ICU, that it would be the last time that I would see him. I didn't know that. Yeah. But a part of me deep down was prepared because... I try to keep together because I remember leaving out of the room and um, my brother was married and his wife was standing beside him. And I remember touching his feet. His feet were like so swollen and it was so cold in the room and um, was rubbing his feet. And um, before I left, I hugged him and I said, I love you. And I was like, are you cold? He said, no, a little bit. I'm okay. And I remember wrapping a blanket around him. And I looked at the the temp on the wall and it was like 50 some degrees in the room. And mm-hmm. I remember when I walked off, I turned around and it was like he was looking like at me, but like through through me, mm-hmm. I couldn't explain it. It's like I saw this look on his face. It's unexplainable, but it made sense the next day when... 
I was heading to the hospital um, when his wife called me screaming in the phone, telling me to hurry up and get to the hospital. And by the time I got there, this when I was literally standing in the hallway, I was like beating on the ICU um, door and a nurse was coming from behind me and she let me in. And when I ran down the hallway, I could see, you know, everybody around him. They were trying to resuscitate him, bring him back. And so mm-hmm. going through that and at that time um, to get to your question, <laughs> to answer it, mm-hmm. um, I remember calling Jay later that day and he was still overseas and he was aware that my brother was sick. And so we'd FaceTime each other. And I remember um, FaceTiming him and just sitting there. And I was like, Jay, he's gone. He was like, what do you mean? And we just had a moment. And, you know, he started crying. And and just, you know, that support that I've had from him throughout the years. So to come to now where I am is very tough because when you're in I've had a relationship with someone that you've known for so long and they unexpectedly pass away. It's it's like a different type of hurt. You've lost someone that you love. Mm-hmm. So to be, when you have a soul tied to someone, um, it's different. So I remember when I got that call, I couldn't even get my mind together. Like, like God, who am I going to call that I can really have to calm me down? Because I was, remember... I was trying to get to the bathroom once I got into my place because I was carrying groceries when I got the phone call. And I had to stop at the bottom of the stairs before I can make it to my door, bringing in my groceries. And I had to muster up the strength to bring in all my groceries and everything that I was carrying. And I just sat there and I was like, this, I cannot believe it. So I called this phone and it kept going to voicemail. And so that's when I had to think, I was like, you just got to think for a minute. I need you to think. So that's when I ended up calling his grandmother and his mom and everybody was there. After I spoke with them and his grandma was saying, Delia, I need you to calm down. I need you to just take a moment and just calm down. She said, I know we're trying to wrap our heads around it. She said, but I need you. Are you going to be okay? And so that's when I ended up picking up the phone to call you. Mm -hmm. And I remember in that moment, I was like, I don't even remember what I said to you. (laughs) I was just like, I need somebody right now because I don't know what to do. I just lost my best friend. I think that was it. Yeah. And I remember trying to get to the bathroom because I felt like I was going to throw up, but I knew I wasn't going to make it. And before I could get to the bathroom, I just threw up all over myself. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there just in disbelief. So just going through the stages of grief, that's where Mm -hmm. I'm at now. I'm at the point of, as you can see, still like crying and just at the point of acceptance because it's a reality now. Here we are. What's this July? Um, we're in December. Mm-hmm. What five months later? Five yeah. Months. yeah. Um, it's a journey for me to go through right. because I had just gotten off the phone with him a couple of days ago. Like what? Yeah, my God. Make it make sense to me because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. And I I think that's what, um, I think the transparency and I think the honesty is what people need. Your listeners need. We as a people, I think that's what we need, the transparency to say that, you know, for a minute, like I was not okay. Like I'm not, I still have my moments where I'm not okay. But I'm, you know, by the grace of God, like I'm still putting one foot in front of the other. Like I lost a piece of me 
in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Like I lost somebody. I mean, you mentioned soul tie, and that though that is so real. Yeah. It does not necessarily say that you have to be married to a person. It doesn't, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it does not necessarily say that you have to be married to a person. It does not necessarily say you have to be uh, in an intimate and in the by the world standard of intimate. Yeah. Um, physical relations, right. let me put it that way. But intimacy is far deeper mm-hmm. than that to me. Mm-hmm. And so to have somebody that you can have a soul tie with, yeah. and it's, man, reciprocated, that's huge right. um, for me. Right. And I say that because you yourself, you know what I'm walking yeah. through, walking through a divorce yeah. and um, walking through the relationship, mm-hmm. um, a strained relationship with my father, um, walking through healing of rejection. So to have somebody that, um, to have dated two years, but 15 years later, you have a, a friendship, a bond, a spiritual yeah. ship. I, I, I don't, there has to be another word that I can put on it to, to allow people to understand the magnitude mm. of the relationship that you all had. Because I think it, it was it was it was far bigger. And so to have that, mm. and you still stand. Mm. So to lose, yeah, losing a physical, mm. let me say that, because you hadn't lost him. Mm. He's ever present by the grace of God. And I say that because of his purpose, um, hearing you talk about him and hearing his family, um, even at the homegoing and his friends and the way that they spoke of him. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not saying this through perfection, mm-hmm. but we're saying this through honestly, through humility, mm-hmm. that, that the heart that he had. Because, again, I feel like I know him. Right. <laughs> um, so to, to, to have that type of legacy and to leave that type of legacy is huge. Mm-hmm. And that's because his purpose is to get living. So the friendship and the, the spiritualship and the soul tie um, that God allow you all to have is for this mm-hmm. reason. So he, although he's yet, his physical body is gone, mm-hmm. he's ever present because you're doing something right now that you wouldn't have imagined that you would have done a year no. ago. I don't no. think, right? No. Um, and so I asked the question like, how is your faith or how are you able to maintain in this? Um, the word says that we are uh, healed, you know, one way by the word of our testimony, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so that is, this is amazing. Again, the bond that you all had, mm-hmm. my heart is full mm-hmm. and I can't stress it enough yeah. that God allow y'all to be something and do something that, that we yearn for, right? right. Right. So. I get it. Um, and just even with his, his home going, his family kept me in the know the entire time. Yes. And just to think Huge. about that, because they didn't owe me that. You know, they're yeah. in a, a point of grieving, too. But it's the fact mm. that they went out of their way saying, this is where we are. This is what we're doing. This is what time this. And it's just everything I knew exactly what was going on at all times. And I think that's what I want to stress. Like, if I can stress nothing else, that's what I want to stress. Like, we are so, we're so stuck on the Instagram relationship goals. Mm-hmm. We're so stuck on just the world's view mm-hmm. of, you know, the picture perfect um, relationship that y'all had something. Right. And again, I'm not trying to put you all on a pedestal, mm-hmm. but if by the grace of God, he's allowed you to give the world a glimpse mm-hmm. of what you all shared. And it's only because, man, it's, 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 it's amazing right. um, to have somebody that you shared that with. Why would they keep you in the loop? Mm-hmm. You weren't, you, you, you all were not married, mm-hmm. right? You all did not have children together, no. right? Like, so, but why, mm-hmm. right? Because it had to have been something spiritual. Like it had to have been like there was purpose tied to it. I have a whole husband Mm -hmm. that by law, like I'm legally bound Mm -hmm. to that has chose to walk away. Right. And it's okay. 
This is no pity party. I'm saying that to match that up with a man who was willing. Because from what I understand, and let me know if I'm speaking too much, that he was told no quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, I told him no quite a few times. Thanks for bringing him into that. But the fact of the matter is... I'm like, dude, I'm like, no, like we, I respect it. And I, I, I appreciate our, where we were so much to where yeah. I didn't like Jay. We cannot ruin what we have because we, we worked quite a bit to get here, you know, yeah. um, after the fact, after the two yeah, years, even after yeah. the two years, we still being in your life. Yeah. You better yeah. be glad this didn't end bad because <laughs> <laughs> once I'm done with you, boo, I am done. Okay. No, I'm so I am right, done. Right, so. Right. <laughs> I knew it had to be God's way of yeah. me not even knowing. And he would always say, Delia, I'm going to always <laughs> be in your life. Like, even when you have kids, I'm just going to be Uncle Jay. Okay. If we never get back together, like if you never take me back, you know, he would press that. And I'm like, Jay, um, we've had that conversation. Just knowing even his grandmother the day um, before his visitation. Um, his daughter Aaliyah, she texts me. She said, "Will you come pick me up from school?" I'm like, "Of course, babes. I come and pick you up from school." So you have a relationship with? I do, daughter. I do, wow. and it's like it never left. I don't know. I'm like, wow. this is you. Like you were like a little itty bitty thing when you know. And um, but she said, she said, my dad spoke so highly of you, and yeah. I just some of the things that she would tell me only she would know through him. There's no other oh way. God no other way that she could know absolutely no way so your relationship was not rekindled until after until after because I, he and i have been in communication with each other it's like we broke up but we never stopped really completely talking to each other yes have i been mad at him before and we've had those yeah. moments to where i'm like oh i'm so mad at you and like we've had our petty moments but the fact that we were able to grow through that as adults right. and just have a conversation but you all lived in two different we states lived, too though right we lived in two different okay. states um throughout you know okay. times although now um although he lived we live in the same state but different cities oh well at one point because he played ball overseas internationally for 13 years okay. so when okay. we got together um i was there when he was like he would go through his phases of girlfriends and all this other stuff and you know they would mm -hmm. not understand that you know relationship that we had with each other you know he would always make it clear she was there when i had nothing so why mm -hmm. would i I, why would I let that go with someone that really genuinely knows me? And so that's just the type of relationship we had. Even when I dated guys, they didn't understand. They were threatened. I'm like, you all have no idea. Like, you have nothing to worry about. And right. I'm like, we are cool. Like, he totally respects me being in a relationship. But I say that to say, like, with his grandma, just her as a whole, I love his grandmother. By the way, she cooks the most amazing honey bun cakes. Whenever he would come in town, he'd say, Delia wants a honey bun cake. She didn't ask no questions. I got my cake. Okay? I love Like, <laughs> anytime I got my cake. Um, but I remember um, when I went home, I think it was, what, like a week before, the week of his home going, and uh, I picked Aaliyah uh, from school and then the next day was his visitation. And um, but when I picked Aaliyah up from school that day, dropped her off. Well, not dropped off at home, but brought her home. And one of her aunts that I never got a chance to meet prior to him passing away, but he would always talk about her. She was at mm -hmm. home and we were sitting at the kitchen table talking and just reminiscing, on, you know, over the news and how we received 
the unexpected news of his, you know, passing away. And um, I'm crying and she gets up to go give me a Kleenex. And by this time she comes back to the kitchen, um, Jasper's grandma is walking, getting ready to come in. She kind of looked twice. She was like, Delia, is that you crying? She was like, stop that crying. You know, kind of like, come here. I hadn't seen you in a while. She was like, Aww. she was like, now this is Jasper's girl. This is Bestie. And just having that relationship and she just aware and just knowing the type of relationship we had through his grandma. Cause I would always ask about her and he would say, my grandma asked about you when I went home. She <laughs> always has for the last 15 years, where's Delia? And so um, just to have that with her and to check up on her and yeah. the relationship he had with his grandmother, he would call her grandbaby. I'm like, boy, that's your grandma. He said, I know, I just call her my grandbaby. And she'll say, that's my grandbaby. He said, hey, grandbaby. He wouldn't call her, hey, grandma. He'll call her, hey, grandbaby. <laughs> and just the relationship that he has with his family. And yeah. shout out to his Aunt Tessa for, you know, also just checking up on me, keeping me in the loop. I appreciate you. Um, And just yeah. the fact that I'm able to, you know, give back the conversations that he and I had on this podcast with each other. His Aunt Tessa reached out to me. She said, I've listened to this like over and over and over oh and over. God. And it just did something to me. And you even brought to my attention, Jen, that mm. I remember the night he passed and I'm on the phone with his daughter and she's, you know, breaking down and I'm having to mute the phone because I'm crying too and not trying mm -hmm. to let her hear me cry. I have to mute the phone. And so she made a statement to me and I won't say it here, but she said mm -hmm. something to me in regards to her dad and it just clicked to me then. I said, oh, I have a podcast that can give you all the answers that you need, yes. like a comfort right now. And I didn't realize it then until I had a conversation with you and you said, do you realize what you have done? And I said, what, do you, what, what have I done? Stay tuned for part two of the unexpected.